This is Made in Montana News on the Treasure State Radio Network. I'm Jay Scott. Warning about the decline of American democracy. Former Montana Governor and Republican National Committee Chair Mark Roscoe is calling for a return to civility and asking citizens to insist that representatives be of good character regardless of party. Quote, I don't want to be preachy or pretentious, and I am certainly not full of nothing but gloom and doom. But I seriously think we are seeing the fabric of Montana torn apart and the nation torn apart because we are not proceeding with each other as neighbors and political adversaries in a way that reflects the decency in the notion of fidelity. Again, former Governor Mark Roscoe. For the second inaugural Spring Mansfield Center Dialogue broadcast online by the University of Montana, Roscoe spoke with retired Lee newspaper reporter Chuck Johnson on resuscitating the American Republic, fidelity to one another, the cause of freedom, and the country's future. After receiving his law degree from the University of Montana, Roscoe went on to serve as Montana's Attorney General and Governor. President George W. Bush nominated him to the Republican National Committee chair. He served there for almost two years. Roscoe's comments were partially inspired by comments he made in December to the Montana Taxpayers Association. There, he expressed his growing concern about the decay of democracy, a form of government he describes as delicate, and the need to return to fidelity as expressed in loyalty to one's nation, state, community, and all the provisions of the U.S. Constitution. He denied that he was planning to run again for public office. Quote, My heart is heavy. I'm saddened by what has happened to us. As a consequence, I simply have to try. I'm pleading with people to gather together and change the way we're doing business. An important factor that's been lost over the past decade or more is moral character, especially in leaders, according to Roscoe. He says he's saddened by the inability to legislators and congressmen to even listen to each other, let alone treat each other with respect. Quoting Senator Mike Mansfield, Roscoe said people, especially politicians, need to respect the rights and thoughts of others and seek accommodation when possible. It was a lack of character that prompted Roscoe to refuse to support former President Donald Trump. Roscoe said the Internet and social media are contributing to the lack of civility. It encourages a kind of communication that's awkward, thoughtless, poisonous, and mean, because it's fast and impersonal. People don't have to look at each other in the face as they fling vicious comments at people they don't know. Roscoe continued, that's why it's important for candidates to engage with the public in campaign debates and public meetings, and why people should go to government meetings and forums instead of commenting online. Roscoe says campaign contributions and the ramifications of the Supreme Court's Citizens United decision have worsened the situation. When Roscoe ran in 1992 for governor, $2 million were spent on the gubernatorial campaign. 30 years later, that amount is now $25 million. 
In total, $335 million were spent in 2020 on Montana's political campaigns. He called on Congress to change the Constitution to reverse the Supreme Court's decision and get money out of politics. But he cautioned Congress isn't going to do anything until the public demands changes. The state of Montana, the Department of Revenue, says a federal court lacks the jurisdiction to hear a lawsuit filed against it by Tim Blixeth, co-founder of the Yellowstone Club. In his suit, Blixeth says he incurred hundreds of millions of dollars in damages when the state filed a bankruptcy petition nearly a decade ago trying to force him into involuntary bankruptcy. In its 10-page filing in bankruptcy court in Nevada, the department said the state is immune from the suit under the 11th Amendment, which prohibits federal courts from hearing certain lawsuits against the state. Blixeth filed the suit on December 23rd, seeking a jury trial and arguing for nearly 300 million damages from the state of Montana because he was forced to sell resorts and other properties, including an airplane and a yacht, at financial losses to fund his legal battles. He's also seeking $500 million more in damages for lost financial opportunities. That's according to his Helena-based attorney, John Dubeck. The state says the 11th Amendment finds the agencies of the state are immune from private damage actions or suits for injunctive relief brought in federal court. The Montana Department of Revenue audit of Blixeth in 2009 said he owed $56.8 million in taxes, penalties, and interest. Back in June of last year, a U.S. bankruptcy court upheld various court decisions that said the state of Montana lacked legal standing to file the petition nearly a decade ago after Blixeth and the Yellowstone Club. The Yellowstone Club, a private ski and golf resort in Big Sky, founded by Blixeth and his now ex-wife Edra, filed for bankruptcy in 2008. Blixeth was accused of pocketing much of a $375 million loan to the resort, later gave up control of the enterprise to his ex-wife. The club has emerged from bankruptcy under new ownership. Blixeth is no longer associated with the club. Montana wildlife commissioners are considering if gray wolves hunting and trapping should continue in areas bordering Yellowstone National Park after 23 of the animals were killed over the past several months. Yellowstone officials have asked Montana to suspend hunting along the park border to avoid long-term harm to its world-renowned wolf pack. 18 of the animals were killed in Montana, three in Wyoming and two in Idaho, the most since the predators were restored to the U.S. northern Rockies more than 25 years ago. Urged by ranchers and hunters who want fewer wolves, Republican lawmakers in Montana and Idaho last year loosened hunting and trapping laws to allow night hunting, higher harvest limits, and even aerial hunting in Idaho. Republican Governor Greg Gianforte told Yellowstone Superintendent Cam Shawley in a recent letter that once a wolf exits the park and enters Montana, it may be killed under state rules. 
Those rules also allow the state's Fish and Wildlife Commission to review hunting seasons if harvest levels reach a certain threshold. Commissioners will weigh whether to let hunting and trapping continue or make changes to a wolf season that's scheduled to run through March 15th. The killings just outside Yellowstone condemnation from businesses that depend on park tourism. One pack, the Phantom Lake Pack, is now considered eliminated after most or all of its members were killed over a two-month span beginning in October. Farmers and ranches in Montana and across the nation are calling on Congress to pass the American Beef Labeling Act. Most food is required to have country of origin labeling, but not beef and pork. From 2011 to 2015, beef and pork were included in the requirement so consumers would know where their meat was born and processed. Giles Stockton, the president of the Montana Cattlemen's Association and a cattle rancher from Grass Range, said when the law was repealed, Prices in his commodity went from $2.50 a pound to $1.50 a pound and have stayed there. Opponents of country of origin labeling for beef include the World Trade Organization. That organization calls it a barrier to trade. A group of 10 senators have expressed their support for the bill, including Senator John Tester. This week, groups who want consumers to be able to choose to support American ranchers are coming together to put pressure on the rest of Congress. Stockton noted country of origin labeling would not single-handedly solve the challenges ranchers are facing. He said the Packers and Stockyard Act needs to be enforced as intended. It aims to ensure competition in the meatpacking and livestock markets. A federal judge is considering temporarily suspending the capture of wild horses in Nevada, where their advocates say the federal government is, quote, needlessly and recklessly killing free-roaming Mustangs in violation of U.S. law. U.S. District Judge Miranda Dew said she expects to rule soon on plaintiff's request for an emergency court order pending another hearing next week to learn more about the potential danger of the roundup near the Utah state line. Maggie Smith, a Justice Department lawyer, said a delay of even two or three days would prevent the agency from completing the removals before the end of the year. Horse advocates say helicopters, combined with unsafe muddy conditions on the ground in mid-January, created a purely artificial hazard that is deadly to the wild horses. Quote, this particular herd is foaling now and pregnant. That's according to Jessica Blom, their lawyer. Quote, if they had followed proper process and monitored the herd, they would know that. While the COVID-19 pandemic has been undeniably bad, the extremely contagious Omicron variant is now setting scientific records. Now scientists have revealed something particularly disturbing. The Omicron variant is either the first or second most contagious virus known in the history of man, depending on how you measure it. The slight uncertainty between first and second depends on the definition of most contagious of all time. If you measure the speed with which a disease spreads throughout the planet, the Omicron is the clear winner. Quote, 
you can have an extraordinary contagious virus. We see that now with COVID. That's according to Dr. William Schaffner, a professor of infective diseases at Vanderbilt University Medical Center. COVID is approaching the contagious levels of the virus that we think is the most contagious ever studied, mainly measles. The measles virus was long considered to be the gold standard for contagiousness. In the 16th century, two-thirds of the population of Cuba was killed by the disease. Other scientists concurred with Schaffner's conclusion that Omicron is approaching the contagiousness of measles. Quote, Omicron is certainly the most rapidly spreading virus among the ones we've been able to investigate with this level of detail. That's from Dr. William Hanage, an epidemiologist and co-director of the Center for Communicable Disease Dynamics at Harvard University. One of the things about Omicron that is very different from all the other variants of this COVID virus is that its transmissibility efficiency is at least twice what the other strains of COVID have been. That's according to Dr. Deborah Hayes, president and CEO of the Christ Hospital in Cincinnati. Quote, it's a virus that spreads almost as, if not as easily, as measles. According to Dr. Robbie Batachera of Massachusetts General Hospital, Omicron has the advantage over measles because of how it spreads. If you look at the amount of time which elapses between a person becoming infectious and the people they infect becoming infectious, it takes an average of 12 days for measles, four to five days for Omicron. Kalispell's Imagine If Library Board of Trustees voted Thursday on a new library director. In a 3-2 vote, the library board decided to appoint Ashley Cummins. The decision to hire Cummins as the new director will result in the loss of certification from the Montana Library Association because she doesn't have a master's degree in library science. With the loss of state certification, the library will also forfeit over $30,000 in state funding. Out of 82 libraries in the state of Montana, Kalispell's is one of just four that won't be certified by the state. According to senior librarian Sean Anderson, we expect the health department director to deeply understand public health, an accountant to deeply understand accounting, so we should expect a library director to deeply know libraries. According to Anderson, there are no plans to make up for the loss of the money. The new director starts on March 7th. If you need to hear this report again, please check our podcast on our Treasure State Radio or KGRTDB webpages. Made in Montana News is podcast worldwide with listeners in 46 U.S. states and Canadian provinces in 24 countries on six continents. Made in Montana News is heard on the Treasure State Radio Network, including KMEH 100.1 FM in Helena, Elkhorn Mountain Radio in Jefferson County, Homegrown Radio in Bozeman, King West Radio in Billings, and Rescast Radio on the Fort Peck Reservation. That's Made in Montana News. I'm Jay Scott. This is the Treasure State Radio Network.